Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. 2-2 Swing and a long drive. Deep left. Way back. Go! Welcome back to the Baseball America Fantasy Podcast. This is your host, Jeff Ponce. I am here alongside my co-host, as always, Dylan White, the master of fantasy baseball. All things. He's in the process. The Jeff Zimmerman Tanner Bell book. How did that come about, Dylan? Congratulations, by the way. Uh, thank you. Uh, uh, Jeff Zimmerman, uh, I'm in a Discord channel with him, and he, he uh, asked if I wanted to contribute something. Um, and so uh, I said, sure, tell me what you want me to contribute. And he suggested AAA hitters um, who could contribute in season, if there's any kind of correlation or uh, a way to... For redraft leagues, find the third base, sorry, third baseman, the AAA guys who are going to contribute that year. Um, and uh, so I put together a very short article um, on trying to find like correlations between AAA and major league production. I kind of tried to tie it to fantasy value. Um, I don't know. It was fun. Yeah, I actually learned a, a lot about how to do <laughs> that type of analysis in a different way than what I usually do, like with RoboScout. And uh, that was, uh, pretty interesting so go check it out if you can i mean i'm with phil Dussault and rob silver and like steve weimer like i'm co uh bylines with them so it's uh you know just that is enough yeah pretty interesting not too bad um but that's cool yeah i'm uh i'm excited to hear that but uh anyway uh we're gonna get into some third baseman not a lot of stuff has happened in the off season i know you had mentioned that T. Oscar had signed for big dollars with the Dodgers. Another Dodgers signing. What else is new? Um, kind of an interesting fit there. I know I said I wasn't going to talk about it, but I, I guess I brought it up here. Uh, but it's been a slow offseason. We haven't had – I feel like we've had a couple of the big things have happened, and then it seems like a lot of like those mid-tier free agents, even like some of the second-tier free agents, it feels like, are still available. A lot of pitching hasn't signed. Um, I mean, it's going to be a lot of shuffling probably over the next couple of weeks. I hope uh, hope something gets in gear here before spring training so everybody has normal off-seasons and ramp-ups, etc. And, you know, it doesn't screw up our drafts. We know who's in what positions and where. <laughs> we like when guys sign, right? Right, Dylan? We do, we do. They get their bub. I mean, it's like Blake Snell. Where is he going to sign? Like, that's going to be... Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> So it's just, yeah. And then, I don't know, some closer types or people who could challenge closers, maybe. Hater Hater hasn't signed yet. Exactly. Jordan McDonald hasn't signed yet. You know, I mean, and I know I said like second tier, Snell's probably first tier. I mean, just won the Cy Young Award, of course. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I I, want to pull up the list, but it feels like 
there's so many guys out there still that are going to probably impact pennant races and <laughs> yeah, maybe even the World Series that are still available like this, you know, this late into the offseason when not that everybody always signs, there's always a couple of scragglers, but this seems really unusual and it's too bad, you know, because it's kind of been uh, a little bit of, uh, of a letdown. It has, but you know, it's going to be a blitz of, you know, Bellinger and Solaire and Stroman all signing on the same day in the same afternoon, maybe even for the same team. And then we'll be all saying, why did they have to do it so fast at one time? Why couldn't they spread it out? So I'm, I'm just sitting back and, uh, you know, let the news come to us. Yeah, that would be, uh, that wouldn't be too bad. But that being said, we're going to talk a little bit of third baseman here. Um, it's interesting. Uh, you know, it's a young group. I think that's something that we're going to talk about very uh, shortly. But you had brought up an interesting point before we had gone on air, and that is that our two, three, four, and five all scored the same in terms of our cumulative ranking. Is that correct? That is correct. So those players are number one is Gunnar Henderson, by the way. Uh, number two is Junior Camonero. Number three is Austin Riley. Number four, Jose Ramirez. Number five, Rafael Devers. Uh, so, Devers, Devers. Um, you can go and read this up on Baseball America. It's been up since last Tuesday, so you get a full week to catch up on this one. Uh, but go out there. We also have our sleepers and targets and fades. That's also up uh, on the site as well, so go and check that out. But, Dylan... Um, talk to me a little about this group because I think it's an exciting just sort of top six even I'll throw Royce Lewis at six into that mix um, outside of Jose Ramirez it's also a pretty young group yeah I mean just speaking even more to how, how bunch tightly bunched they are on my personal like top 750 or whatever I have uh, those four guys Dever, Devers Jose Ramirez Austin Riley who knew Caminero 18, 21, 22, and 24. So they're all kind of within six places of each other in the overall ranks. Um, so yeah, it is tightly bunched. Uh, yeah. I mean, Jose Ramirez is the elder statesman at 31. So he's, you know, past his prime or in his prime. And, you know, he's a 2020 type bat and the, the stolen bases are probably going to come down um, over the next few years, but he's still, you know, top notch first round, value um devers and riley are only 27 so they're firmly in their prime they're firmly 30 home run bats with good on base and good batting average and since they're 27 they'll be doing that for a few years and then junior camonero who is only 20 um and has peaks that look like they are austin riley and rafael devers but he has seven years to get there so there's going to be probably seven years of production since he'll probably be full-time player this year since he had the MLB taste last year. Um, so he is extremely good value too. So, I mean, you can't go wrong with any of them. Um, even if you're competing and you have Camonero, it's not like it's a big loss um, and that you'd much, much rather have Austin Riley. Um, of course you would for this year, but it's not going to be that far off before Camonero is putting up kind of Austin Riley type numbers. So I, I, I love that group. Um, 
And I do think there is a separation from Royce Lewis, who we have next, just because of the the questions about Royce Lewis's health, um, his injury risk, so to speak. Um, but, you know, as soon as Royce Lewis has a full season and does what we think he can do, he'll be right in that same same group, that same cluster. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the reason he's behind that top five, of course. And I think he's a, a good demarcation line. Uh, as you get into sort of the back end of this top ten, which is still, like I said, young and exciting, uh, has a couple of veterans in it, in Machado and Bregman. Um, but overall, you know, I think still a lot of upside within this group. And and I'd argue there's probably more upside at the third base position than there's been in quite a long time as you get, you know, sort of deeper down the board. Um, for you, as we sort of break all this out, um, was Gunner a clear cut number one for you at the position and why? And if not, how close was he to Caminero or who was ahead of him for you? He, he He's very close to all of them. I like, and I know this is not going to last long, but he has also shortstop eligibility. So just that added bonus for this year. Um, is reasonably important um so that kind of just gives him a you know two dollar bump for the year type of thing um he is also kind of going to be devers and riley before caminero is because he's gunner henderson's only going to be you know 23 so he's kind of in the sweet spot of that prime he's just kind of arcing into it whereas caminero has a bit of a ramp up um so i think I would rather have Henderson than any of those four for the next two years, uh, for sure, I think. Um, and I think that his prime is going to be with just as good as, as Devers and Riley, but with more stolen bases. Um, that, that's my, my, uh, my projection, and so I think that's why he's my number one. Yeah, and I think that's you know, absolutely uh, a reasonable take you know, as well. Um, obviously I'm a big Henderson fan, so I support all that. I do think, you know, in five by five standard Roto formats, it could be possible that Caminero and Riley and Ramirez, uh, for that matter, out earn him. Uh, you know, I don't necessarily see it with Devers, but I, I could be wrong. <laughs> the Red Sox could actually score a lot of runs. It may not be that bad of a lineup. Um, but it is a, it's, it's a close group. I think just the, the top five and, you know, we, we take a, a walk back on memory lane and, you know, three, four years from now, and we listen to this podcast and, you know, it's Royce Lewis who, who outscores all these guys or Noel V. Marte or even Josh Young. Um, it would be a huge shock. Uh, so I think that speaks to some of the depth of this position. Now, I felt like a few years ago maybe not last year, but maybe like 2022, 2021, and like kind of a few a few years prior to that, like I was always struggling to draft a third baseman if I didn't get somebody within the first like three, three or four rounds, you know, sort of the top guys at the position, um, where it does feel like it's gotten a lot deeper now and a lot deeper with uh, multiple category contributors, not just, you know, power guys with maybe – you get lucky and you get your 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 counting stats and RBIs and runs, um, but kind of more well-rounded hitters. You know, I can see Henderson, Caminero, um, Riley, Ramirez, Devers. You know, are, are all going to you know score a fair amount of points in all formats. You know, you, you you're probably going to have a little bit 
less enthusiasm around Devers in an OBP, a strict OBP style, you know, category league. Um, maybe you'll take a little shine off of Camonero in that sort of scoring as well, but not a ton. Um, but overall, it's a good group, and and you know, you do have some power speed combinations up here too. You know, as you mentioned with Henderson, we've seen it with Ramirez. Though you know how he how much he runs in the future uh, remains to be seen, and of course you know Lewis has it, but it's just a matter of like, is he actually going to run, and are the the twins who don't run a lot going to run with him, uh, especially when he's been as banged up as he has been. So, some questions there for sure. So, that being said, Dylan, uh, I want to ask you: we do our targets, we do our sleepers. Um, and we do our fades. I'm going to start off hard. Who's your fave within the third base position? Yeah, I, I don't like talking about fades because it feels bad because I'm talking negatively about them. But um, I, I kind of prefaced it. I prefaced it in my article that I'm kind of picking a player who is either maybe at the top of their their value and about to begin their decline phase, or are maybe perceived to be better than they are in terms of actual fantasy value. So I pick Alec Baum. Um, I do like him. He's still young. He's firmly in his prime. Doesn't strike out much. Has like in the middle of a good lineup, a good batting averages. But he is not good defensively, so he may not be at third base for long. Um, but with Bryce Harper at first base, like does that mean he's a DH? I don't know. Um, and then he also doesn't steal any bases really. And he doesn't really have huge power. He's in like the 18 to 20 range. And so that's a great player. He's a good fantasy contributor. Um, he is, you know, rightly top 20, but I just feel that, you know, people are, are, are kind of valuing him higher. Maybe that's just my, my perception because he is still, you know, right in his prime 26, 27 years old uh, in a, in a world series kind of contender lineup. Um, and hits in the middle of it and, you know, doesn't really have any warts. So um, all that sounds great. And he is a good player, but I just feel that maybe he's being overvalued. And so I have him as a fade. Yeah, I, I think that's that's fairly reasonable. Um, you know, I think he's a guy that I've ended up with bomb, not necessarily as a third baseman, maybe a corner infield guy, utility guy um deeper league maybe a third baseman when i kind of miss out on that group and i'm targeting other positions and <laughs> you kind of fall into it and just sort of hope that he keeps it uh above sort of that average line so he doesn't really hurt you anywhere uh too much but yeah i think when you look at like the underlying numbers he just doesn't lift the ball enough consistently um for him to really get to that like underlying power that's there. There's good bats of ball skills and all that, but uh, you know, in that park uh, with decent hitting ability and good raw power, you're hoping for, you know, a 275, 30 home run guy. <laughs> right. And he's just never been that. So uh, I don't disagree with that one, but that was a, a great pick by you. I'm going to go with somebody that I've liked for a long time. Someone who's actually, I think in our top 10, that's Alex Bregman. Um, Bregman for me, you know, good player. I think in a dynasty setting, you know, 2024 in a redraft setting, I, I probably do actually like Bregman a lot going to a contract year uh, last season, potentially with the Astros and benefiting from those Crawford boxes. Um, but 
thinking of him away from the Astros, potentially in a much less, you know, le- much less uh, conducive park for his home run hitting style. Uh, he worries me a little bit, you know, and, you know, I think when you look at, you know, his numbers um, in his age 29 season, 261, 364, 447 slash line, a lot of his value is derived from counting stats. And if he's not in that Astros lineup, get some, some injuries as we saw, I think in 2021, where he really was like non-existent in terms of uh, fantasy value because of some injuries, et cetera. He loses, you know, 40, 50 games. He loses a lot of his value. A lot of his value is being in the lineup every day, kind of providing consistent, but, you know, not uh, overly impressive production. And he racks up those counting stats and numbers across the board and doesn't really hurt you anywhere. Um, like I said, going to a contract year, Noah Bregman last year with the Astros, for just a 2024 perspective, I do kind of like him. When we start factoring in 25, 26, 27, as he's entering his age 30 season, I think I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to bet the under on him uh, matching his career numbers or, you know, staying within the top 10 at the third base position for a long period of time. So I don't know if that's controversial or not, but he's somebody that based on his environment and lineup, et cetera, around him, if he does not resign, um, I would be uh, I'd be a little worried if I was a dynasty manager, especially if he if he if he starts out hot, has a good first half, sounds like a perfect you know trade uh, trade chip. Try to maybe upgrade you know going into the next season or into the into the the, the title race if you know you have other options at third base. No, I I definitely like that call. I know he he's one of those where the barrel rate definitely is not supporting the home run rate and because of the pulled fly balls into the Crawford boxes. Um, if you look at Savant, they have that expected home runs by park. So he had 29 home runs last year. And then like, if he played all of his games in you know one single park, how many home runs would he have? So if he played all his games in Houston, they have him at 30, which is, you know, pretty much in line with what he did. But how many do you think he would hit if he played for the Baltimore Orioles in their home park for 162 games with the way they, they move that left field wall back. How many expected home runs would he have had last season? 13, seven. Wow. <laughs> wow. So yeah, it's uh, I think it's more of a testament to how, how much the Orioles park at Camden yards just kills uh right handed pull power <laughs> pull power exactly um because if you go to you know great american ballpark looking at it he has he would have had 37 home runs um so it just goes to show about how much of a launching pad uh well if he ends up with the reds then all bets are off and this is uh, <laughs> but yeah he just worries me a little bit and i think he's played a lot and the style of play he has too you know it wouldn't shock me if he starts to get some wear and tear on that body as it gets older, but Hey, you know, man, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's as tough as nails kind of player. So, you know, he's going to probably hear this podcast and keep it on his headphones in the gym or something. And when he's hitting in the cage, so there you go, Alex, prove me wrong. Um, now that we've gotten the tough part out of the way, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll jump into uh, the happy thoughts. What do you say? Let's do it. All right. We're driven by the search for better. 
But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. That's why I use Indeed for our hiring at Baseball America. It allows me to do everything on one website. I get quality candidates. I can schedule them. I can interview them. I can screen them. I can send messages to them all within Indeed. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Baseball America. Just go to Indeed.com slash Baseball America right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Baseball America. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. All right, Dylan, let's talk a little bit about our sleepers. I'm going backwards on this podcast. Um, We can talk about our targets. We already talked about a couple of targets. But uh, talk to me a little bit about your sleepers. You had some interesting ones. I was jealous of them. (laughs) Yes, I I apologize when I picked the sleepers because I know that you wanted wanted Caminero, I'm sure. And I took Kobe Mayo as my top sleeper. Um, and I also prefaced that by saying, you know, he's not really a sleeper and I kind of cheating because, you know, he is the Orioles number three prospect. Um, but I think he can jump into the top 10, um, by 2025. It may not be this year. He may not play the full season and be, you know, on top of his game this year, but you know, Robo scout loved him. He was the top hitter in double a, he was ahead of Jackson holiday. He was ahead of Junior Caminero. Uh, he was ahead of Jackson Churio, and I'm, I'm mentioning those three guys for sh- for a reason. It's because you know they're all top top prospects, of course. 
but he just he just crushed. He had a barrel rate over 20%, his slugging percentage over 600. He was only 21. All the underlying StatCast data supported all that stuff. Um, when I do my peak projections, um, he's like a WRC plus over 120 with like 27 home runs. Um, if you do the same thing, like kind of doing aging curves to like what Steamer's saying or what Zips is saying, it's sort of the same thing. So he seems to be um, as you know as much of a can't miss in quotes as as you can as you can have. He's going to be on a great offensive lineup team for a long time. Um, I don't have to name who's in the Orioles batting lineup. Um, and I think he's going to play. He's going to, he's going to survive the, you know, the depth chart chaos and, and, and crunch um, and traffic jam. I think he's going to, I think he's going to be a full-time player. I think he's going to be in the middle of that lineup as well. So Kobe Mayo is going to be jumping to the top of third base lists uh, in a few years. Yeah, I like the I like the call. You know, I'm a big Kobe Mayo guy. Uh, I've told the story before, but uh, part of my application when I applied here at Baseball America was I had to give an example, a writing example of a player that was not in their top 100. This was going into this was October 2021. A player that was not in their top 100 who should be, and it was Kobe Mayo that I wrote up. And I look prescient now. Look at that. You know. <laughs> They made a good choice. What can I say? Uh, but yeah, I like I like Mayo. Big power, good field to hit, good approach. The production speaks for itself. Good swing. So he's a really exciting pro- prospect and player. You know, I like I liked your second pick with uh, Brett Beatty as well. Um, excuse me, Brett Batty. Batty Beatty. Yeah, right. I'm hoping you could tell me. Yeah, I always get the one confused. I'm idiotic. Um, but anyway. Brett Beatty, um, I thought that one was interesting as well. You know, it wasn't a great debut. I guess it wasn't technically his debut, but, you know, 2023 didn't pan out the way that we had necessarily anticipated. And, you know, I think the hitting skills are still there. I think the underlying power is still there. He needs to hit the ball in the air more. I think there is progression that will come over the next couple of years and he'll grow into a good power hitter with, you know, strong uh, batting average numbers, not crazy, but, you know, I think 260, 270 isn't unreasonable, um, you know, with 2025 homers and decent counting stats. He should get an opportunity. It looks like the Mets aren't really going forward in 2024. So uh, that'll be interesting. I like that one as well. Um, As for my sleeper, Dylan, Uh, I went with a couple of prospects. I went with Curtis Mead. I went with Zach Dezenzo. Both of them have the defensive questions. I I don't think you're going to question if either can hit. They both have power. Uh, Mead's stronger on the bat-to-ball skill side. Dezenzo, way, you know, I wouldn't say way more power, but more power, some of the best raw power in all the minors. And he pairs it with, you know, fringy average to average bat-to-ball skills, good plate approach, um, does a lot of things well. He can run a little bit too. I think people forget it. 22 stolen bases. A lot of those came at double A. Um, he's an interesting player. You know, if he ends up being a, you know, 25 to 30 home run guy that hits like 230 to 245 <laughs> with 15 steals, I think he's kind of an interesting player uh, and a guy that's, you know, ranked in a way that you can acquire him and hold him in your minors and, you know, have him for when he does pop or, 
whatever. But I, you know, I think if there's any progression with the hit tool here, and he kind of make, takes that step, being a guy, at least in terms of the underlying numbers, because I know this was a 300 hitter last year in the minors, but in terms of the underlying numbers, he gets closer to being like a guy who's like a 265 or 275 type of guy with that power. He could take another step forward and be a big star. So um, I'm interested in Desenzo. You know, I think he could be uh, uh, at least a category stuffer in the in the power department because he can mash. I, I like that. I, I I like the the call out of the of the little bit of speed as well. Like I think he can be double digit stolen base guy, and that's always valuable at third base third base position. Yeah, so I'm not going to make you talk about all of your targets. We already talked about Royce Lewis. <laughs> talk to me about Junior Caminero, and uh, I'll talk a little bit about uh, one of mine and Noelvi Marte, who I think uh, could be divisive for at least for this season, depending upon whether he gets playing time or not. Yeah, I mean, Caminero, nothing much to say <laughs> other than, you know, he, he looks like he's going to be a 30 home run bat um for you know maybe a decade he's 20 heading into his age 20 21 season he's like i said going to be probably full-time player for the rays um like right out of the gate um steamer and zips again also they triangulate to have sort of the same peak progressions as well uh, peak projections as well his exit velocities are off the charts he his you know his contact and his in-zone contact or average, which, you know, when you pair it with the incredible exit velocities and good angles, it's going to be, you know, that, that, that's, that, that works. Um, you don't need above average contact if you're, if you're hitting it that hard. Um, as we saw with Aaron judge, for example, I think the fact that he's so young and that he's already basically in the majors already, um, just makes him just such a huge dynasty asset. It's not like he's doing this in high A, and so you're hoping he makes it up to AAA and maybe gets a taste, and then he'll have a bit of a season, a bit of a, a, a cup of coffee in the major league season a year later, and you know all that time you're just waiting and just can't wait. Like he's gonna start doing it now. So he has arguably, you know, <laughs> maybe the most dynasty value of anyone who's that age right now. Um, can't think offhand who would be higher. So, I mean, I, I think it goes without saying to go try to acquire him and almost uh, like the price is no object type of position. Yeah, um, he's definitely a guy to go out and get. Um, I have a discount version of that player. <laughs> it's Noel V. Marte. I think Marte's really interesting. Um, had a nice cup of coffee last year in the major leagues. Uh, you know, has the uh, strong bat-to-ball skills. I think it's something just based on this body type. People kind of think that this guy is like this masher who doesn't have plate skills. It's actually plate skills with underlying power who's still sort of learning to tap into that power. I mean, another guy with a big ground ball rate that I think could potentially start to lift the ball a little bit more. Take advantage of that ballpark. It's just a matter of him winning out one of the the, 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 the three-headed monster here between uh, uh, Heimer Candelario, Christian Encarnacion Strand, and of course himself. If he can end up getting, you know, the lion's share of those opportunities at third base with Candelario and Encarnacion Strand splitting time between whether it's first base and DH, whatever, uh, that would be great. I want to see this guy get 500 at-bats this season. If that happens, I think 20 home runs is possible. 
I think, you know, a 265 average or better as possible. And not a ton of steals, but I think he could, you know, sneak into some steals. And depending upon if he puts up those numbers, he consistently puts together good at-bats. Uh, and it's hard to strike out, which he always has been. I think Marte maybe hits toward the top of that lineup. And it's a pretty good lineup in a good park. He could produce some decent counting stats as well. What do you think about Marte? I really like Marte. He, uh, he, I was off Marte coming into the season and then he was just popping on Robo Scout. I think he was actually higher than Ellie De La Cruz at one point, um, per Robo Scout. Um, he also, we have a soft spot in our hearts for him because when our uh, main event overall team was struggling in the final month, kind of limping to the finish line, and we just desperately need stolen bases and and even power, um, and we bid high on Jordan Lawler and he didn't really pay out for us. Marte stole a handful of bases for us. He was kind of uh, the lighthouse beacon in the distance when it looked very bleak and we thought maybe it was going to slip away from us. He stole some bases for us. So I have a soft spot for Noel B. Marte and I always will for the rest of my life because of that. Um, but in, in, in all seriousness, I do, I do like him. I do think power speed, his defense is good as a former shortstop. Um, I think he's just going to be a solid player for that, that, that lineup. And like, I, like you said, he's probably going to be the one hopefully that emerges out of that, that three headed yeah. monster with Candelario and Encarnacion strand, especially a third, the third base position. Well, now that we've covered that, we've now decided Noel V. Marte. He is a big money league winning player. Go get him. All right, Dylan, we've gone through it. We've touched a half hour <laughs> <laughs> on to shortstops next week. After that outfield, talking about some pitchers, we might have some first-year player draft talk as well coming up. We, If you haven't noticed, forgot to plug this at the beginning of the show, but we actually updated our uh, 2024 first-year player draft 150 board. That is all 2023 draftees, as well as the upcoming 2024 international signees uh, from you know Dominican Republic, Cuba, Venezuela, etc. All those guys that are going to be ranked had those sort of curated and spoon fed to us from (laughs) Ben Badler, who of course does a great job as good as a job as anyone, if not the best of covering the international market and has done so for the better part of the last decade or more. Uh, So Ben, you know, obviously good friend, great colleague here at baseball America. And we take advantage of his information and sources that certainly helped us kind of put everything into perspective and, it's great to have Ben on on team as well because he covers the interna- international side. He also covers domestic amateur players. So he knows these guys as underclassmen and then sort of follows them through the draft class. So uh, he has a lot of good perspective on these guys as they're coming in and sort of how they do compare in a firsthand sort of tangible way to the domestic players that I think all of us are a little bit more familiar with. Um, so go check that list out. I Hopefully it's just in time for your FYPD drafts i know mine are just starting up in the next couple of weeks so i'm excited to sort of kick those off uh end of january beginning of february and you know finally get my hands on some of these players on some of my teams so that was a creepy way to end it but don't anything you want to say before we wrap this up uh no no i'm really looking forward to that uh i i just want to be a you know fanboy and listen to ben badler talk about uh the international guys so looking forward to that absolutely well thank you everybody for tuning in we appreciate your support Don't forget to like, subscribe, do all that whole thing, whatever it is that you're listening to this podcast on. 
And we, as always, appreciate your support on the site at BaseballAmerican.com. Cheers. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.